Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. Welcome back to our second episode featuring scary stuff, things that go bump in the night, creepy basements, haunted houses, unexplained messages from the beyond, and more. This week, we're talking all about the house we grew up in. If you've been listening, you know that we grew up in a haunted house, which has made for some interesting times and some even more interesting stories to share. Of course, we have a collection of haunted house stories that are the stuff of family legend, and you're going to hear one of them today as told first by our cousin Heather, who regularly visited us during the summer, and our sister Erin. We're calling this one, Do Not Go Into the Basement. Do not go into the basement. Here's myself and Jenny discussing our super creepy basement. It is a creepy fucking basement. Right. There's spider cobwebs, dirt floor in parts. It's disgusting. Rock walls. Yeah. A weird rock wall, a weird fireplace that comes out of nowhere that doesn't seem to... Creepy red fireplace. Yep. That doesn't even seem to belong. And then there's the back steps that come, you know, from the outside with like the storm. The cellar entrance. Yeah. The cellar entrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's creepy down there. And it's not like one big room. There's like, yep. you, there's passageways. We have four stories today, all about the haunted house we called home. Stay with us for stories about that creepy basement and more. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Quick note, as always, today's episode includes swear words. We grew up in a haunted house. We all knew it, and we all had to deal with it. But maybe there was even more to it than that. Here's Erin with some insights into just what might have been going on. There was a lot of activity in that house. Now, I don't know if it's because we just happened to be very perceptive that we actually sensed it all. I mean, I think there's obviously always activity everywhere, as you probably do. But okay, so I guess right now, epiphany... I, I never realized until this very moment that the reason why we were experiencing this wasn't just because our house was special. Maybe we just actually were able to sense it and not everybody can or turns that on. I would definitely say that it's the latter. And I do believe that we do have special abilities in our family. And I was told a long time ago that, you know, I had Especially, I was surrounded by angels. I had psychic abilities. I already knew all this kind of stuff. I just didn't really know how to work with it. Right. Um, and that it came from my great great grandma and then Sister Roma, who was my great aunt and your great aunt, mm-hmm. confirmed that one time that it did come from our great great grandma. And then our seven time great grandma was imprisoned as a witch for, you know, in the Salem witch trials for seven months when she was 70. Mm. And who knows what was going who knows on what with that her. Meant. Right, but intelligent and yeah, probably.
This is a classic do not go into the basement story, as told first by our funny cousin Heather, who was there. Were you there when they re- when they made the uh, recording in the basement? Were you part of that? Which one? The one where the, <laughs> <laughs> the one where the <laughs> we used to record in the basement all the time, but we only caught like something moving down there. Yes, that's the one. Tell that Hello. story. Oh, you, it's like they people remember this. See, I think I'm the only one that remembers these. Oh no, things. no, this is a family. This is our in our family lore because we were trying to prove, or you guys were trying to prove. Okay. I wasn't even probably. I probably didn't even <laughs> live at home at this time. But you no. guys were probably trying to prove that there was a ghost in the house, which of course there was a ghost in the house. But you wanted right. to catch it on tape. So right. do you remember what you guys did and what happened? Well, I, it, yes and no. I don't remember. I mean, my God, what would we have we have taped it with? Like a big boombox? It had to be some. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you had anything, you know, normal. Um, right, it wasn't like you were using the iPhone, kids. Yeah, so kids of today. Like the boombox or like one of those tape recorders, you know, that have the handle that you can walk around right. with. Right. So I'm guessing that's what it was. And I think what it was was we knew that the house was going to be empty for a couple hours. You know, Larry was working, your mom was working, and I think we were going to go to the pool or something for a while. But we wanted to make sure that nobody was going to be in the house. You know, nobody's right. Oh, whatever. And so we just let it record. And then literally we came back and sat there for God knows how long, just listening to basic empty space, right? On this recorder thing. <laughs> oh, God, I mean, that takes a lot of patience for little kids because we weren't very old. No. And all of a sudden you could hear this whole thing like move. It sounded almost like, like what I remember was it sounded like something metal or a big iron thing that, you know, like slid across the room. Yeah, that's what we all remember. Against the concrete, like it was like, so then we thought we'd, you know, let's debunk this. So then I remember going down and like, we're moving around, recording and moving everything around to see if it sounded like that. That base was gross. Oh, so it's creepy down there. Oh, creepy. Oh, remember the shower was down there. Oh yeah. I remember that the shower was down there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. So, you know, we'd go and I if I remember right, there was maybe like a wood something that held wood or I don't know what it was, but Yeah, was that's a, what it was, the wood bin. Oh my gosh, see, maybe I do have memories. And that's, you do. that's what we think it was that oh, I think that we think that's what it was when we moved it. Yeah, I remember that. That's what Erin said too cuz she's I have her version of this story as well. Oh, yes. That's, that's why that's I was asking what, your version. And your versions line up almost the same. <laughs> yep. That was our ghost hunting story. I don't know what that means. I guess the ghost wanted some wood. I'm not sure. You know, like, I don't know. There's a lot of different weird things that happened in that house. Just what the hell is going on in the basement of our childhood home? Stay tuned to hear Aaron's version of that summer's afternoon recording session. Hey there, it's Kim. I'm just popping in to answer a quick question someone asked, which is what more they could do to help support the show beyond sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. Here's a quick list. One, buy us a cookie or two at coffee.com. That's coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. It's actually spelled ko-fi.com and then forward slash how in the hell. Two, we have fun merchandise. Shirts, mugs, bags, even socks. The link is at howinthehellpodcast.com. Three, are you a small business owner? You can advertise on the show. Email howinthehelldidigethere at gmail.com or call 323 
488-388-3303. Here's Erin with her story of what happened that day. Just go with me on this as a listener. Remember Stand By Me, The Goonies, just being a kid. Now layer on top of that, growing up in a haunted house and having a few select friends who really kind of got into that and believed you and were around for some of the weird stuff. So one summer night, my brother Matt, sister Sky, not clear anymore who else was there outside of my friend Rhonda, maybe Jenny, not sure, um, potentially cousin Heather decided that we were going to put a tape recorder, like an old cassette recorder, down in our basement and and let it play for, I think, 90 minutes was the most that you could record back then. And so we did that, hit record, probably went to the swimming pool like we did on any given summer day back then, but uh, came back and listened to the recording. And obviously, this is decades later, I'm not going to remember this accurately or perfectly, but in general, I remember listening back on this recording and we grew up with a wood burning stove, which I know sounds odd to anybody listening to this because nobody has that now. It's not like the Laura Ingalls Wilder family, <laughs> but we, we did use that in conjunction with the furnace. My dad made or bought this thing, just like a thing that held wood, but it was heavy and made out of iron or some sort of metal. And for whatever reason in my mind, when I think back upon this recording, what we heard happen in the basement was in my imagination what sounded like that wood burning like log holder being pushed along the floor like just that scraping, grating metal on concrete noise. That's what I remember too. Yeah. And, and like I said, I don't know if I thought that at that time that, oh, that sounds like the thing that helps the wood going across. The, but it's the only thing in my mind that it sounded like. So that's what I connected it to. We wanted to hear something. Years later, fast forward, Sister Jenny got into the EVPs, electronic voice phenomena or whatever it's called. And in, to me, that's whatever happened in that recording was something being picked up. The house we grew up in was so active with paranormal activity that if things were too quiet, it kind of made us nervous about what might happen next. Here's a story from our cousin Heather about a time when nothing was going on and then suddenly a lot was happening. The only weird thing that ever happened, and well, there was a couple weird things. Of course, we I always saw shadows and stuff, but I think we all did. And I don't think that bothered any of us, so it was kind of common and normal, which I guess to other people, that's weird. <laughs> <Don't assume>. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're all looking at me, I'm like, oh, that's pretty normal. You know, you see shadows on the wall and stuff. But do you remember, okay, so this is half sad, half weird all at the same time, but Remember Larry ran over Duchess with the truck? Do you remember that, that summer that that happened? Um, I don't think I lived there then, so I wasn't there for the actual trauma of that. You didn't live there. I was upstairs in the girl's bedroom. I was by myself for some reason. I don't know why. 
and it was really hot out that day. It was super hot. So it was the summer when I was staying there. And, you know, of course, remember how hot that bedroom would get? And the bedroom was hot and there's no breeze and there's no fan, hotter than hell. And everybody, all of a sudden I heard everybody start freaking out downstairs. And I was trying, I looked out the little window, you know, from the bed and I couldn't really see what was going on. And then I turned around and, okay, so this is what I remember. Somebody had this big, like pink or purple or something dinosaur that hung from the ceiling. That was mine. Okay. Do you, okay. So do you remember? (laughs) It was huge. Yeah. I got it at the fair. Weird memories. Okay. So I turn around to go downstairs and that thing was swinging from side to side as hard as it possibly could. It was the weirdest thing. Well, that creeped me out more than trying to figure out why everybody was screaming and freaking out downstairs, but there was no reason for it to be doing that. So it was like, it all kind of just like a weird, you know, so my thought as I grew older and thought about, because I thought about that a lot, was it must have just been some energy or something going on in the house. And then that just got going. And it coincided with the dog being at the exact same time. Oh, wow. So creepy. It is really creepy. Yeah. Poor Duchess. The house was scary as hell. There's no doubt about that. But sometimes you could find some comfort there, as Erin shares in our final story this week. I don't talk about this very much because it's one of those things, it's, it's very personal. It You only understand it if it's happened to you. I don't know why to this day it happened to me. But I remember very distinctly, I'm guessing I was five or six years old. So we grew up in a house I have seven brothers and sisters for people listening in. Uh, We had a big old house that was moved in from out in the country back turn of the century. My sister Carrie could tell you more about that. We had a situation where five of us sisters at one time were in one bedroom. And then I had two brothers who shared another bedroom. And you might hear that and think, oh my God, you know, who does that? It was not unusual. It was not weird. You don't know any different at the time. That has nothing to do with the story I'm about to tell you, but we all were in the same bedroom. And one night, like late evening, it was, it's bizarre to me that I remember all of this detail, but I do. Had just turned dark. I remember feeling upset because older brothers and sisters, Kim carrying Chris, namely Kim, who's the creator of this podcast, they were like the adults. They took care of us. So it was Kim, Carrie, and Chris from my mom's first marriage, and then Jenny, Erin, Matt, Sky from my mom's second marriage. And you guys were in charge. You made sure we were in bed. I remember being upset. I think I was probably like I said, five or six, that I had to go to bed in the summertime when it was still light out at eight o'clock. Yes, I remember that too. Oh, I hated that. So Me too. Anyway, yeah, so this particular night, it must have been, because it was summertime, must have been nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock. I was in our bedroom alone. We had a bedroom that you walked down into. You took two steps down into this room, very large room, well, it seemed large when we were little. Now it seems small. But whatever was going on in my life at the time was more than a five or six-year-old could handle. And I heard a voice say to me, everything is going to be okay. And that has stayed with me my whole life. 
it's not something that I've really ever talked about. I heard the voice of something tell me. Did you feel like you knew who it was? Yeah, to me, it was God at that time. I didn't know any different than to think that it was something bigger than me. It was something protecting me saying that was my thought. That was the feeling was going to be okay. And you know, it's weird because anybody can glance backward and think that they have that memory of something happened. This definitely happened. I distinctly remember. And now looking back, because you don't know then that it's anything that magnificent and that protective. But looking back now, going, holy shit. Now knowing what I know or what I think I know, what I sense, Mm -hmm. how lucky am I to have been given that guidance at age five or six? Not knowing then what that actually meant. That's it for this week. Be sure to join us next week for more scary stories. And please, 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 if you haven't reviewed the show yet, could you please take a moment to do that? We know it's a big ask, but it's also really a big deal to us and not that hard to do. Just head to our website at howinthehellpodcast.com and hit the Listen on Apple Podcasts button on the homepage. That'll take you to the place where you can do the review. And that would be so awesome if you can do that for us. We all know how important reviews are in helping someone else choose to listen, right? Also, be sure to check out our sponsor, The Coloring Book Coach. Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here Spooky Stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying... The house was well-established as haunted at this point, you know. Mom and Dad couldn't get a babysitter to come back a second time ever. How in the hell did I get here? We're so grateful to the artist, Silent Partner, who creates all our music, including our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, our ad music, Blue Skies, and the special music for this episode, Slow Shock. We love them, and we found them on YouTube's Creator Library. This week's show was written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden, with editing help from Carrie Floden, and features our sister Erin and cousin Heather telling their stories.